Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Hi, Mark. How are you? How's it going? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay, man. It was a, a dicey night uh, to sleep during Kalamazoo last that night. That is, uh, yeah. That is one way to put it for sure. And, and by slowly, dicey, I mean icy. Icy, yes. Um, I slowly started watching that ice accumulation big time. I'll mm-hmm. say, I don't know, like other parts of the city, but where we live, the roads were not bad. I didn't yeah. deal with any icy roads. So the roads are not bad, but... The the main roads, at the very least, aren't too yeah. bad. I don't know about a lot of the side roads, although the one coming in here to the radio station usually is not plowed. Yeah. And it was fine. I, I do have to give a tip of the hat to the to the meteorologists out there because they, uh, they nailed it. They did nail it. And that helped people actually prepare. Like I didn't have to deal with icy sidewalks. I mean, not too bad. Um, but everybody prepared ahead of time, which was smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't too bad. So yeah, I was able to ground surfaces are all pretty like, as far as like roads and sidewalks and stuff, those are all in pretty good shape. Anything that has like an exposed surface. So like, uh, you know, the antennas on your on your vehicles and some of the bo- like the body paint, the body yeah. parts of your vehicles probably covered in ice, but the like the windows and stuff all seem to be do do pretty good. Yeah. So I would suggest driving on the inside lane if you can, though. Yeah. Uh, there were a number of times because I I come in on West Main uh yeah. to get to work. I think you do too, right? Yep. Yeah. That was a mess, dude. Uh, the outside lane, the right lane, coming. East into downtown Kalamazoo, there were a couple of branches down, and I'm sure crews are working to clear that as quick as possible. But no doubt. I mean, they got their hands busy this morning. But uh, yeah, there were definitely some branches down in the road mm-hmm. uh, for that, and then piles of ice just breaking off from branches too in the middle of the road. And I, you know, it may sound dumb, yeah, but some of those ice shards get pretty sharp. And if you've got you know older tires that are a little thin, maybe like. <laughs> Punctured, yeah. you're done. You gotta be careful. I yeah. took some pictures. They're up on the Rocker app. About, yeah. There's there was one coming off of West Main. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who lives here, but there's like an I think it was like an apartment complex. A, an entire tree branch is well, huge branch is yeah. completely blocking off people's way of getting out of the apartment today. Oh, no. So congratulations. If you live there, you're not going to work today. <laughs> or you school can't. or the grocery store or anything. Oh, man. Just tell your boss, be like, there's a tree block. Yeah. Early on last night, actually, a branch on a tree outside my apartment fell. I saw that. Um, I was I was sitting on the couch, and I like I think I had something on the TV. I don't know. I was scrolling through TikTok, because that's what I do. And I hear this. I was like, that was weird. And I look outside. Sure enough, there's a branch on the ground. This was I, early, too. This was like maybe halfway through that storm coming through. I was going to say, I actually saw one this morning break off, like right outside oh, my apartment. you saw it break off? I heard, just like you said, I heard crack. And I looked over, and <laughs> there's a giant branch just falling yeah. 20 feet. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, for those wondering, the bed sheet that I put on the windshield <laughs> of my... Uh, yes. Did it, did it work? Well... Actually, it did. It did a pretty oh, nice. good job. Yeah, That's no, good. It, did, it did. It did a really good job. And that was very intense. But the problem is, um, it, ter- it turns out I probably didn't need it because uh, I didn't see any ice on anybody's windshields this morning or windows or anything like that. Uh, but I know it would have worked. Yeah. I did run into one problem though. It was an old bed sheet, and okay. I probably washed it a long time ago. <laughs> but what <laughs> what happened is what happened was 
Apparently, all the water from the rain and stuff soaked into it. Oh, nice. And the detergent that I used for when I washed it last, yeah. apparently just went through the sheet onto the windshield, and it created like a, a film, I guess, just because it's like old soap or something. Yeah. So when I went to go turn on my windshield wipers this morning, went, and it just smeared whatever the detergent or the whatever was off of that bed sheet. Meatball just trying to kill two birds with one stone, trying to <laughs> defrost the windshield and get a car wash while he's at it. I mean, I'm probably gonna. I have to now. I can, like the the. It looks my my windshield has astigmatism. That's what's wrong with it right now. You can see little streaks and stuff, but. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it it worked, and I think it'll work in the future if we ever have this again. But um, yeah, ice storm is crazy. By the way, I went out and took a photo of a, a tree this morning, and I walked under the tree to take a photo of the branch and oh, it falling yikes. off. Don't do that. Yeah, that's dumb. That's bad idea right there. Yeah, yeah, that's really stupid. Um, but yeah, just take it easy this morning. Not necessarily because of the roads. I mean, there's probably slick spots, especially on bridges and and things like overpasses, yeah. things like that. Uh, but, like, the main roads seem to be okay. We just don't want you to hit any power lines or random tree branches in the middle of the road. Masseuse Rock Station 1077 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. I think we could use a little bit of that fire this morning to melt all this ice off. That would be nice. Right? Uh, somebody who definitely has to deal with ice probably more than anybody else mm -hmm. is the person who lives in the northernmost house in Michigan, and I found it. Whoa, okay. If you open up the Rocker app, I have a, a photo of this house well, where, where you can see the home. Right. Um, and it is the northernmost house. It's on the last, uh, I guess you would say, ridge of the Keweenaw Peninsula. Okay. The northernmost ridge. Oh, yeah, I there see is, it. There is actually a building that's just a little bit more north than that called the Eagle Rock Studio, but okay. that's not a house. It's, it's, not, a, it's, right. it's a company. But the house is right down the street. The northernmost video, it's or, uh, the northernmost house in the Upper Peninsula. There is a island where there's like somewhat of a lighthouse which has a home built into it, but I don't really consider that like no, a it's a home. lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. Somebody tried to be Mister Know It All in the comment section. Actually, <laughs> uh, but in in the state of Michigan, yeah, there is the northernmost house in the state, and you can see it on the rock. That's rap. crazy. I know there's like there's there's I'm looking at the shape of Michigan. There's what is that Royal Island? Is that what that is up there? Yeah. Um, North of the Keweenaw Peninsula, but there's no homes on there. That's a that's a national park, right? So there might be like some park buildings and, and stuff some, on that island. Yeah, and there's some cabins on some northern islands and stuff. Right. I'm talking about like somebody like permanent residents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Do you think they know? Uh, they ha well, they have to. Yeah, because there's a guy in uh, I I posted this in the um, Michigan history page, uh -huh. and this guy Paul said that he knows the owners of this place. Oh. Said it's pretty cool. He's like, but you're way out in the middle of nowhere. He said the nearest grocery shopping is about 40 to 45 miles away. Oh, my god! So he's like, when you get blizzards that come out of the north, the road is just immediately closed. Yeah. He said, other than that, he said it's a great place to live. I mean, I'm looking at the overhead shot. I mean, it does look like it's basically its own complex there. Like, yeah. it would have to be. <laughs> Gosh. Especially in the Keweenaw Peninsula, because they get, what, hundreds of inches, like, 300 right. inches of snow every year, you know. <laughs> and then he's right there off of uh, Lake Superior, too. So he's getting all the 
all the I say he like exactly. I know who exactly who's living there, but the 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 owner, the family that lives there, getting all the ice and the humidity and whatnot coming off the lake there, like good God. Yeah. So this is on M twenty six between Eagle Harbor and Copper Harbor. Okay. So luckily there is plenty of paved road there, but um and the rocket range is up there. The what? I think there's a rocket range that's up there where they launch rockets. Or at least did launch rockets. What? Is it? Wait, hold, hold on. In the Upper Peninsula. Seriously? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet, man. I, I, I couldn't believe I actually was able to track that down. This guy <laughs> lives in like the coolest place ever, man. But also not, because like sometimes in the middle of the night, I got to do Cheeto runs, you know? Yeah. Well, that and like you step outside. Ah, summer is finally here. Well, that was nice. <laughs> it's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Day Five on The Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers today. I'm asking the questions. Mark is answering. We're just doing this for fun. But we're also doing it to get David here some donuts and tickets to go see something rotten. How are you, David? I'm fine. Thank you. Awesome, David. That's great to hear. You and I need to team up and get three out of five questions correct. If we do, I will continue the winning streak and go up four to nothing. If not, Meatball will at least salvage a point for the week. <laughs> so I think oh, that's... Okay. Can't have that. No, no. Well, okay, fine. Wow, you're even against you. Let's just do this. All right, question number one. This is biology. All right. Uh, What color are the Amazon River freshwater dolphins? Are they gray, blue, or pink? I would say blue. Amazon River freshwater Freshwater dolphins. dolphins. Uh Uh-huh. Red, blue, or pink? Red, blue, or pink? Man, you think you're you're thinking blue, David? Sorry, gray, yeah, blue, or, gray, blue, or pink? I'm sorry. Gray, blue, or pink? Yes. So you're still you're still sticking with blue. Any reasoning behind that? No, I'm colored blind. <laughs> oh. Gotcha. <laughs> so everything well. looks the same to David. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, well. I think you, you pick. You're the smart one. Ah, that's generous. Um, I'm gonna. You know what? I think I've heard about this, and I think they are pink. If I'm not mistaken, so let's let's ride with pink, and let's see which one of us gets it right. Forward. All right, all right. That's your final answer. Pink is the final answer. They may look blue to David, but they are pink. Ah. Um, oh man. It's believed that they're pink from scarring from the rough games and fighting that the males do. Wow. Uh, in the rivers there to compete for the females, which is pretty crazy. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, David, what well, we got? We got one right. Here we go. All right, moving on. Question number two. This is pop culture and entertainment. What 1970s TV or film series popularized Kenner's production of the three and a half inch action figure? Was it G.I. Joe? Star Wars or He-Man? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, because He-Man was an 80s. Mm-hmm. He-Man was an 80s toy. And I know... Could you actually repeat that question again? Repeating the question. Yeah. What 1970s TV or film series popularized Kenner's production 
of the three and a half inch action figure. So that's the standard size action figure to this day. Gotcha. Was it G.I. Joe, Star Wars, or He-Man? Yeah, let's run with G.I. Joe. I agree with David there. Let's uh, stick with that for the final answer. Good to go? Yes. Was it Star Wars? In the, yeah, it was Star Wars. They huh. were the ones who, Kenner popularized that small figure with uh, the Star Wars figures. Yeah. In the 70s, G.I. Joe was still making their full figure, their full-size figures. Oh, okay, gotcha. It wasn't that until the sense. 80s when they dropped down for, like, the cartoon series that they put out and stuff. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank you, Star Wars. I still have a bunch of those action figures. For many reasons. Right. All right, question number three. This is geography. Cool. A little close to home here, too. How many states border Ohio? Is it three, four, or five? Hmm. Indiana, you got Pennsylvania. Yep. Michigan. You got Michigan. There's three. Indiana. Yeah, he said Indiana. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um... There's one to the east, too. Is it New York? Is it the bottom of New York? I don't know. I'm not answering you. <laughs> you can ask me all you want. I'm not so going to tell you. Three, four. Oh, come on. You got the answer. <laughs> three, That's the whole point. Three, four, or five? Three, four, or five. I'm going to go with five. Yeah. I can, think it's five. Can you name them? No, but that's not, the, that's not the question. I'm gonna go with five, and then you can name them for me when I get it correct. It's five. All right, you got Michigan, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Kentucky. Ah, that's the one I was thinking of, but I didn't. I was trying to work it out. Yeah, the long state. Yeah. And West Virginia. Ooh, West Virginia. That was that, the one I missed. That was actually, I think Pennsylvania has one of the shortest borders with Ohio. Gotcha. Maybe I'm, I'm not. I don't. I can't remember entirely. But yeah, yeah they're West Virginia and Kentucky were the two that you guys were, were short on. But you did get it. All right for the win. All right, here we go. This is uh, history. Which one of these countries did the U.S. not declare war with during World War II? Oh, this is going to be tough. Was it Russia, Hungary, or Romania? We know the obvious ones. Right. So which one of these countries did the U.S. not officially declare war with during World War II? Russia, Hungary, Romania. Well, Russia was not necessarily an ally, but they did step in. I mean, I guess they could be considered an ally. Um, Romania and Hungary were Nazi-controlled, I believe, so technically we would have declared war against them because mm -hmm. they were... Nazi control. So I think Russia was the one we did not declare war on. What do you think, David? I agree with him. All right. You guys agreed correctly. Yes. We did not declare war on Russia, even though they were with Germany and then they weren't. And then, yeah, yeah. that was a lot of weird history stuff there. Well, congratulations. You got the point for yes. the day. Your winning streak continues, but we still got one more to go here. We do. All right. Last question today. This is entertainment. In the original Popeye the Sailor cartoon, <laughs> when <laughs> that caught me off guard, uh, when would Blimpy gladly pay you for a hamburger today? Tuesday. Ah, ah my man, David. There you did, go. Man, David didn't even need the choices. <laughs> you got it. Fantastic nice job, David. Well, hey, man, we got the win for today, and 
you got the double win because you got a pair of tickets to see something rotten and you got a dozen donuts from Sweetwaters, my friend. All right. Congratulations on uh, continuing the streak there. Congrats to you, David. It's been fun, man. All right. Well, thank you very much. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. Yeah, Mark Frankhouse. This um this this thing over on the Rocker app is very odd. Um, and something you might be able to contribute to soon, I think, Mark. Um, given your your uh, recent tooth issues, I don't understand the process or the mental capacity here. But let me let me just unpack this whole story for you, okay? Okay. A man in Indiana in Elkhart decided to pay tribute to his dog in a very odd way to commemorate his late German shepherd named Prince. This was in the 1950s or 60s. He decided he would commemorate his late dog by making a brick out of teeth. Human teeth. Why the hell would I contribute to something like that? I don't know. I I figured... You know, you probably want to rip all the teeth out of your mouth right now anyway, but... <laughs> not, not really. I want to keep them in my mouth. Well, fair That's enough. That's the entire fair idea. Enough. Fair enough. But no, yeah, this dude... Oh, he's a dentist, by the way. Not to make it super weird that he's just some guy. Okay, good. That's okay, yeah. good for clarification. He's just like, give me your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, my dog no. died. My dog died. Give me your teeth. I want them. Yeah. <laughs> for his no. memory. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lord. That's a good uh, detail to <laughs> throw in there. Sorry, I forgot that detail. But still, I don't... Okay, how how does this make sense? Your dog dies, so you think, I'll memorialize him by putting my patient's pulled teeth on a brick out in front of his uh, practice until the guy... I think the guy died in like 1978, I'm until missing, he died. I'm missing the connection between... Complete stranger's teeth and his dead German shepherd from the 60s. Exactly. Like, there's a major misconnection here. Did his dog love teeth or something? Stranger's teeth? Yeah. Whom whom he's never met and aren't even alive yet, most likely? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why would you want to do... I mean... do cool stuff for your dog, you know, to memorialize them. Tattoos, you know, people put their ashes in urns and stuff, you know, have a gravestone for them, something like that. But teeth makes, it, it teeth only, not only doesn't make sense for the dog. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, period. Right, For right. anything. So where the heck is this? This is in Elkhart, Indiana. Um, now, the only unfortunate thing is at one time it got moved from the guy's practice. It was on like a corner and you could go see it. And actually there's a photo of it okay. where its last public place was that you could go see it up on the Rocker app. Now, the sad thing is at one point they moved it to a museum in Elkhart that is now permanently closed. So, I don't know. Personally, thank God this thing is in a locked building that nobody can get to at this point. Right. But if you are so motivated and inclined to go see the, the memorial tooth brick... Um, you could break into the museum, I guess. I don't condone that, obviously. Yeah. Or it's, if you could get your hands on it and pawn it in the black market to the black market tooth fairy. But, <laughs> it'll be on easy street. That's a real thing, meatball. Black market tooth fairy. Black, <laughs> that's where my teeth went. More of the Rocker Morning Show is next on The Rocker. 1077 RKR.
Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR, the Rock Morning Show with Meatball and Mark Frankhouse, joined by another special guest this morning. He is the drummer for the band Steel Panther, joining us on the Rock Morning Show, Sticks Zadinia. Welcome to the show, dude. Meatball. Dude, thank you guys for having me. How are you, Mark? Doing great, man. Good to talk to you, dude. You too. Thank you again for joining us, and congratulations on the new album coming out on Friday. Dude, thank you guys. I'm glad to be here, and I'm super duper stoked about Friday. I can't wait, because, you know, we sent the record out to some people to get you know reviews that's yeah. what you do and uh and i don't remember reviews this good and people are seeming to dig the record so we're stoked very cool on the prowl coming out on friday now we know you guys uh like it dirty but uh this album from what we hear it, it might be a whole new level for steel panther <laughs> Uh, you know, I think there's, look, I think there's something for everyone on this record. There are some lyrics that are quite dirty. There's also, <laughs> some, there's also some lyrics and songs that, that don't have any, any, you know, profanities in it. So sure. Uh, we didn't do anything intentional. This is just the way that this one turned out. <laughs> That's funny. And a lot of songs for Steel Panther, touching on that note, seem to be from the point of view of someone living through these things. How much of the music is personal experiences from you or other members of the band? Uh, everything that we write, honestly, everything we write comes from a, an experience from one of us uh, at some point in our lives, it's okay. just because we, we, so I, you know, I, I had this conversation and, and I think you think you'd be hard pressed to find a more DIY band than Steel Panther. We are the record label. We're the merch company. We write our own songs. Yeah. We, we produce our own records and it's like everything comes from us. And it's, um, it is, it is, they do come from real experiences, good and bad. Oh man. I'm curious. Tell us who the inspiration for magical video was <laughs> I can't say your name okay. because um, I mean I think I think we all have an inspiration for magical where like you go and and, and once you're done you reflect back on it and you're like you, you're like oh my god what was in there that was so amazing and it's and I swear you know what I'm talking about oh yeah exactly that one that's just a little bit better fit than everyone else. <laughs> So this is not necessarily just one member of the band story. This is like everybody p with their input, literally. Well, I think Magical is more of like a universal song. I think yeah. every dude or every every human who has uh, experience with multiple <laughs> um, I think that there's always that one that it just seems like fairies came by and sprinkled fairy dust on it <laughs> and made it special. Right. It's got magical properties to it, exactly what the song says. Yeah, like yeah, and some of them have a serious gravitational pull that you cannot escape. <laughs> and then you give it money. <laughs> and then you give it money. <laughs> if you're just joining us, we are talking to the drummer for Steel Panther Sticks, Zadinia, talking about his upcoming tour and the new album that's dropping tomorrow. For those unfamiliar with Steel Panther, um, and I, I can't imagine somebody who doesn't know who you are at this point, uh, can you explain what a Steel Panther show is like, because I have yet to find anybody that I can offer up. Like there's, there's no other band out there like you guys that can offer up the experience you put on stage. Well, I, I, I tell people, you know, who, who don't know what we do, like, you know, we're super old folks. When I, when I go golfing and I meet people, they go, what do you do? I go, I play the band. They go, what's the band like? And I said, well, it's like Andrew Dice Clay had a baby with Motley Crue and it was four middle-aged dudes wearing spandex. 
and <laughs> that's what the band is. It's pretty I, accurate. And the show is <clears throat> the show is like a giant heavy metal therapy session, and you will you will show up. You will let your freak flag fly yeah. for ninety or to a hundred minutes. There will be no judging. You're going to come in. You're going to check your cool at the door, and we're all going to get super duper weird for for however long we're in there. And and it's you can just come be be your weird self, and yeah. we love that. Tell me if I'm if I'm accurate here. You know, you guys obviously the show is a lot of tongue in cheek. There's some fun stuff in there, and it's it's poking fun kind of at the rock and roll culture, especially you know from the '80s a little bit. But there is an element to this that it really does feel like you guys are kind of writing a love letter to rock and roll as well with the music that you're putting out and the show that you put on, too. Well, you know, I'm glad you, you get that vibe because we we all we all grew up on heavy metal. Right. Mm-hmm. We all truly, truly love the the art form and the genre. And that's why we play what we play. We don't you know, nobody in this band went, hey, you know, what? you know, what would sell. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't write the dirty lyrics that we write. <laughs> right, but right. We do. We do this from the heart. We really and and it and it kind of is a love letter too because we do we do feel that way about the '80s and we've never changed and we didn't think that it was deserving of going away in the '90s anyway. So we're just like you know what we're gonna keep the flag up and we're gonna we're just gonna keep trudging along and doing what we love and it seems like now look we're talking and we're we're putting out our sixth record and we're we're not completely unknown so people yeah. must love it you know just as much as us, we do. That's yeah. great. Yeah, back to the album. There's a track on there, a real tearjerker, Is My D*** Enough, uh, featuring Dweezil <laughs> Zappa. I- I'm really curious, how did you get Dweezil involved in this? This is really cool. Well, Dweezil loves In-N-Out Burger, so we asked him if he would play on the record, and we offered him a double-double. <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm just that, I was going to say, no. is that all it takes to get Dweezil is some In-N-Out Burger? Holy crap, we got one out here. <laughs> You get him a double double, he'll do anything. <laughs> um, no, uh, actually, you know, we were talking and and, and Satchel because we, you know, we usually have a guest or two on a record. Sure, yeah. And yeah. Satchel was friends with Dweezil, and he just he just called him up and said, "Hey, dude, do you want to do this?" And it was not a uh, a difficult thing. He was super down, super awesome about it. Cool. cool. And he turned it he turned it around really fast, and he ended up killing it. Um, I, you know, especially on a song like "Is My Dick Enough," <laughs> I think just like "Magical Vagina," everybody. Everybody knows everybody with a d- knows the feeling like where you where you walk away from a situation you go was that enough I, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it was <laughs> right you know and because you don't know until yeah. you know well some other news for you guys too aside from the album coming out on friday uh right before valentine's day you guys launched a dating app for fans of rock and roll and i'm curious how the reception has been for that dude the, in the first day we got over a thousand people signed up that's and, awesome you know so you know, different than than normal dating apps. This is this is you know meeting up with people who who dig the same music that you dig. That's and, awesome. Uh, and I don't, yeah, I just don't know if there's been a a, a music centric meetup app. Yeah. You know, and and hopefully, look, hopefully a bunch of people will show you know show up and sign up for this thing and and end up like with good experiences, and then uh-huh. you know maybe. Maybe it goes to different bands and, yeah. you know, each band, hey, are you going to the Lamb of God show? Yes, I'm going to the Lamb of God, you know, and, yeah. and people can meet up around their taste. 
Yeah. Beautiful. The album On the Prowl is out Friday. You have a show at the Fillmore in Detroit next month. Sticks, we greatly appreciate your time today, dude. Seriously. Thank you, boys. I really, really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you in Detroit. Absolutely, man. It's been fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the road, brother. Be safe. Awesome. Take care, boys. See y'all. What you heard is only a fraction of the awesomeness we had with Sticks Zadinia. Make sure to check out the full interview. It's on demand, uncensored, right now on the Rocker app. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. So we know a lot of schools are out today because of all the ice, you know, want to make uh, proper precautions. Uh, You know, power is probably out to some of them. And, you know, there's a lot of people out working tonight trying to get over the over the night trying to get power back and stuff. But that means a lot of schools are out. And, um, well, some kids are staying home and listening to us. And actually, we just got this (laughs) call a little bit ago. Right. Um, hello, Rocker Morning Show. It's my son's birthday. I was wondering if you could give him a shout out for his birthday. He's 17. Absolutely. What's his name? Peyton Axtell. Peyton. Peyton. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, my guy. He's only 17. <laughs> I think that song's not about, that's that's not, a totally different meaning. Yes, yeah. very much. Well, hey, happy birthday, Peyton. That's awesome. I listen to the Daily Five coming into school every day. Are you, are you, are you doing better than I have been this week? Um, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. You guys are great. It's inspiring. Thank we, you. We appreciate it. We like to have fun in the morning. Well, well happy birthday, Peyton. Congratulations on uh, making it around the sun one more time. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome, Many man. more to go. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Mark, I nearly got into a wreck yesterday. Oh, no. Um, I was avoiding the, the construction on Portage. Gotcha. Uh, actually, this was two days ago. This was before the ice storm. Okay. <laughs> I take that back. It was two days ago. Uh, I was trying to avoid the uh, construction there on Portage at uh, I-94. And I was just like, nah, I don't I don't, I don't want to deal with that. So Yeah. I, and, and I try and take different routes home every once in a while. I ended up on Oakland. Okay. Um, and as I'm driving down the road, I nearly got into a wreck because I had to do a double take. And I forgot for a <laughs> split second that I was even driving. I swear to God, I had seen a sign that said Chevy Chase Boulevard. You you definitely did in Kalamazoo and Fall guy. and sure enough confirmed there is a Chevy Chase Boulevard in Kalamazoo, but why? <laughs> I have no idea. It's actually funny that you brought this up. I was watching a futile and stupid gesture last night. Okay, it's the story of how um, National Lampoon got started. Right, right. Okay, and Chevy Chase was directly a part of that. Right. So that's funny. I have no idea, actually. I knew it was here. Yeah. But when I first saw it, I was like, what the heck is that all about? To my knowledge and and to anyone else's I can find, he's never been to Kalamazoo, at least none that anyone can remember. You know, there's no connection to the city. So why is this road named after him? Um, and, and actually this, oh, this killed me. I brought it up in our daily meeting yesterday that I was going to write this story. Yeah. And one of our coworkers who is just a baby, apparently. I said, hey, did you know there's a Chevy Chase Boulevard in town? And he goes, is that supposed to be a person? Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't like, who's that? You know, young person not knowing who an older actor is, that doesn't hurt me. It's, is that supposed to be a person? Yeah. That, I could have died of old age right then and there. And I'm not that old. But in that regard, he wasn't that far off when I was talking about the road because... The road, Chevy Chase Boulevard, is not named after Chevy Chase the person. Who the heck is Chevy Chase then? It's not even named after a person. Uh, In fact, it was named before Chevy Chase was even born. So this would have been back in 
the 1930s or 40s, I think, yeah. whenever that uh, neighborhood where it's at was made, was created. Chevy Chase actually goes back to a battle between England and Scotland in 1388. That's where this name comes from. It was the Battle of Otterburn. Now, the battle was memorialized in history as a poem and a song called The Battle of Chevy Chase. Um, now, the first line in this poem is, God prosper, long or noble king. Our lives are safeties all. A woeful hunting once there did in Chevy Chase befall. So it's basically talking about this battle that happened at a place called Chevy Chase. Why is it called Chevy Chase? The town where the battle happened is called Cheviot, which when you anglicize it over hundreds of years, turns yeah. into Chevy. And then at the time, hunting grounds in Scotland were called a chase. So that's where Chevy Chase comes from. That's why the road is named Chevy Chase. That is a very long-winded way of saying it's not as cool as we all thought it was. <laughs> it's a very true answer. And it's not going to stop me from going to put a sign up on there that says, I'm, hi, I'm Chevy Chase Boulevard and you're not. Thank you very little. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. So we've been doing this uh, morning show for a few hours now. I figured yeah. we'd give some updates on on kind of what we can see in here around town about the ice storm. Uh, a lot of schools and businesses closed today. Um, a lot of it has to do with power, has to do with safety of like falling branches and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which we saw a lot of this morning coming in um, uh, on West Main in particular. There's a lot of stuff there, but just wanted to give you kind of an update. There was actually, I don't know if they've cleared it yet or not, but we did get a report at one time, uh, Nazareth Road right. off a of gull, so not far uh, west of the station here, was completely blocked off at one point past uh, Bound the Clouds, right? Yeah, I think it was just north of there, so... Uh, I don't know if they've cleaned that up yet. I'm trying to figure that out. But but yeah. if you drive through areas where like big trees and branches cross the road, you might want to consider a different, more open route today, at least this morning. Yeah. Um, while some of these trees are maybe shedding some branches and stuff. But um, we do have a gallery of some of the photos we got from last night and this morning. It's up now on the Rocker app. You can see some of that stuff. But there are still some power outages in the area. Crews are from, from uh, uh, the power companies are working hard to get it done. We want to thank all of those guys who have been out there all night working through this, trying to keep yeah. keep us warm uh, and keep power to all of us. Um, if you do see a power line down, obviously don't touch it, go near it or anything like that. We mentioned lots and lots of branches and trees falling down. Um, the roads actually seem like they're in pretty good shape. But I would still exercise caution, especially over like bridges and overpasses. Like there could still be some right. black ice and things like that. Um, the hopefully, hopefully we're going to warm up this afternoon. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's supposed to get into, I think, the 40s uh, this afternoon. The wind chill might still be kind of down. Like it may feel yeah. colder than it actually is. But I think it's going to get warm enough that a good chunk of this ice is going to fall and melt off of everything. So be careful of that, too. Right, for sure. But it, I feel like we kind of got it okay here in Kalamazoo further north it was not so good they it was a little colder there so more stuff froze the further north you go so right if you're planning on going to Grand Rapids you might reconsider those plans today <laughs> um but like I said it should warm up enough this afternoon to clear most of this off you're gonna hear falling ice most of the day um 
But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the update. Hopefully by this afternoon, things are kind of cleared up and we can get back to normal tomorrow. For so sure. One thing I do want to do, if I can find a hill for it, have you ever been ice sledding? There is one. No, I haven't, but there's a hill right behind my house. All right, I'm going to have to go get something to go sledding. But yes. Do you, so you've never, you've never done ice sledding before? No. So think of it like this. It's kind of like snow sledding. Right. But your sled has NOS. <laughs> you can't steer. And if you fall face first, it's not into fluffy snow. Right. It's giant ice knives that are stuck to giant blades of grass. That sounds awesome. It is totally fun. And I don't have family members with scars all over their face.